Welcome to the Eye of Terror. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Eye of Terror. I'm George. And I'm Rain. And one of us plays 40K. <laughs> Alec is out sick this week, so we have Rain, who's my girlfriend, Hi. here to give us her perspective uh, on 40K. You are a total non-40K player, right? Yes, I, do. I have never played a game before, and, and uh, I would say I have more knowledge than the layman because I live with George and Alec. And and so you see us yeah. play all the time. I get that osmosis of I know who Dante is and Sanguinius, and I understand why it's funny that he's painted gold. <laughs> <laughs> Nurgle, I know Nurgle. I know a lot about Nurgle. And you know about a lot about corn, obviously. Yes. And um Alex's addiction to corn. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. You would you consider yourself a Warhammer widow? <laughs> um uh, yeah, there's a lot of time dedicated to painting that. Because yeah. <laughs> you dedicated during which to I'm, a couple times. I am alone. <laughs> Are you truly alone when I'm painting? I'm alone with the cats in my books, so it's not I'm, the end of the world. I'm in the room, though, right? You're in the room. You you are in the room. Okay, that's true. And mostly, we typically talk while you paint, so right. it's 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 relaxed time. There is a lot of good about it. Right, we're both engaging in a hobby. Mm-hmm. You're often reading something and I'll be painting. Exactly. So it's like downtime. It's relaxation time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's it's probably good because it's a little more active than us watching TV or something. So, so if I had a man cave and I went down to my man cave to do my painting, that wouldn't be. No, as, I think we actually had this discussion. We said the yeah. painting desk has to stay in close in to the, in, a joined in, room. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I, I yeah. think I think most guys who and I'm just projecting based on reddit mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no no just based on what i see is yeah. that most guys who paint tend to do it sort of solitarily uh-huh right well i found with your personality uh typically when you really want alone time you actually aren't painting you're doing something more closed off like a video game yeah so you or reading yeah both of those actually i think um or just typically like on your phone or on your ipad mm-hmm. and so painting for you, it seems like it's not, it's your peace time and your downtime, but it's not really your alone time. Right. So it's okay that we're together when you're painting. Okay. All right. So you That's what I've observed anyway. So you don't feel left out by the hobby. The hobby hasn't alienated you and hasn't come between us as a divisive thing. No, for the most part, no. <laughs> I think it, well, I think it was harder when we were long distance and we'd be Skyping and you would constantly be painting instead of looking at me. Right. Then I would get a little annoyed. But living. You never actually told me that. Okay. Wow. This is like it's all coming. Therapy. It's all out on the table on okay. the podcast. All right. We're going full Mark Marin here. <laughs> we are. Um, okay. So you and I played a game. This was your first experience actually playing a game of Warhammer. It right? was. I asked to play Kill Team because it's shorter, and yep. um, I've to- as I've told George before, my two main reasons for not playing Warhammer mm-hmm. are I work in architecture and design. Mm-hmm. So to me, coming home and building and painting models is really similar to elements of my day job. And so it's not as relaxing as it would be for someone that doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, though it probably would be really good for my craft. And it's something that I probably actually should invest time in. Um, 
And then the other being that the games are so long. And I typically like shorter games. So Kill Team was a really great compromise on that. And we played with the models that George had already painted. So I really got the full benefit of having someone experienced to guide me through the game. A short game. And I didn't have to build the models. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll get get back to that in a second. All right. Um, First, let's go over some news. Um, If you guys... I've been looking at uh, recent news coming out of GW. You are aware that they've just announced a Death Watch game. It's uh, the Death Watch versus Gene Steelers, and it looks amazing. It's uh, it's going to be a box game along the lines of Execution Force and Betrayal at Kalth and Space Hulk. The rumors are that it's going to sell for about $160, but for the amount of models that you get, is going to be an amazing value. First of all, the Death Watch models they're all they're all variants of Space Marines who are all like. The Death Watch is a group of space marines that are dedicated to killing aliens. They they draw from the best from different factions. So you'll have like one from the Blood Angels and one from the Crimson Fists and one from the Salamanders. And they're all like specialists in their own particular area of combat. And they all wear black armor, but they wear the insignias of their of their particular faction, you know, chapter, wherever they come from. The models are incredibly detailed and look awesome. And they even included a librarian from the Blood Ravens. And this is, I think, the first time that GW's actually done a Blood Raven model. The Blood Ravens are the um, are the Marines from the Dawn of War video game series. Uh, often talked about, but not often seen in the game. And here's DW actually releasing a Blood Raven librarian, and he looks awesome. Everyone's talking about the Chaplain uh, model, with Chaplain Cassius. You can buy a Space Marine Chaplain Cassius model, but he's the older Chaplain Cassius that has battle scars from his wars with the Tyranids. This is the young Chaplain Cassius, and he looks totally badass. All the all of the Death Watch guys look totally badass. But the real stars of the show are the Gene Stealers. All of those models look amazing. They have the Gene Stealers we all know as a, a first generation sort of pure strain Gene Stealers that look like you know like Tyranids, and then we have the ones that have been already. Um, sort of several generations down, mated with humans. So you have like fourth generation gene stealers that kind of look more like humans, but with sort of like weird, you know, features. But they look so cool. They look so awesome. Everybody's comments that I've been seeing online are that they love these models. And the game looks uh, beautiful and awesome. All the models will be able to be used in 40K. It's going to be a steal at 160 bucks. That's what I say. But then again, I think everything's a steal. That's not true. I often complain about GW prices. Anyway, uh, so look look for that. If you haven't seen um, pictures of the new models, take a look at, at the Death Watch game. It looks awesome. I've been spending my time working on my Bloodthirster, as you know, Rain. Um, yes, you have. And it's actually the first model that I've painted that I've actually looked at and kind of creeped myself out. yeah um i actually turned it around on your desk before going to sleep last night to make sure that it was facing out the window (laughs) yeah because it is it is turning out to be so scary and so creepy i'm giving it very traditional demon looking red wings with you know orange highlights and he this thing just looks so creepy model is beautifully detailed um with little you know things to paint everywhere I'm, I'm having a I'm having a blast painting it. I usually don't like painting demons, but this has been a blast. I love it. So, it has very uh, rancid, rotten teeth yeah. happening. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, exactly. I'm just looking in the mirror and then just seeing <laughs> painting what I see. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of painting, uh, I didn't get my Windsor and Newton brushes. I just got an. Uh, I had. 
placed an order for the on Amazon for Winsor and Newton brushes, Series 7 brushes, which are my favorite brushes. I love those things. In an upcoming episode, we're going to go over all my favorite tools, the ones that I use to hobby with. And at the top of that list are a great set of brushes. And, and this, this uh, set of brushes is my favorite. There were several blogs that ran a special that Amazon was having, $17.99 for four Winsor & Newton brushes. Oh my God, jumped on that right away. But apparently so did everyone else who hobbies because I, uh, I just got a notification from Amazon that due to the demand, they've, they've, they canceled the order. Because the list price is normally... Well, the brushes are normally like 12 bucks each, you know, and up. And the list price for four of them, I mean, the, the sale price was seventeen ninety nine for four of them. So it was clearly unsustainable. And I think the demand was just way too high. I don't know if anyone got their brush set, but I've, I've been seeing all over Reddit and blogs that everyone got cancellation notices. So I'm kind of sad about that. Hmm. Very sad about that. Uh, other things to report. I went to um, uh, the Burbank House of Hobbies the other day. Normally I go to only stores that carry Warhammer stuff, <laughs> but I went to an actual genuine hobby store where they build like model planes and Gundams and, you know, tanks and things. Oh my, if you haven't been to Burbank House of Hobbies, what a great place to pick up paint, like full line of Alejo paints, uh, the air color, the game color, the, the model color line of paints. They've got Tamiya paints. They've got uh, just weathering supplies from MIG and from Vallejo and all these other brands. It, it's a great place to pick up additional hobby materials. If you're in the Valley and near Burbank, definitely check them out to pick up hobby supplies. Really friendly guys. Um, and I'll probably uh, talk to them again because I'd love to get some uh, like World War II uh, transfer sets to um, decal up my, uh, my Imperial Guard. Just give them sort of a World War II flavor. So anyway, check out uh, Burbank Castle Hobbies. They're very cool. Um, okay. I just wanted to mention on my recent game with the guys over at Riot Games. I ran into Ryan and George from Riot Games, the guys that do the League of Legends, over at Arrow Hobbies the other day. And um, they found out that they were just two nice guys and they play 40K. So they had me come over for lunch to Riot Games and we had a great time looking at the campus and um, talking about nerd stuff. But then we played a game at Arrow last week and had a great time. Uh, George brought his Blood Angels and he brought an Achilles Land Raider, which was like impossible to kill. And Ryan brought a beautiful Tyranid set. And they each brought 750 points. And I brought 1,500 points of Tau. And then we went at it for about three or four turns until Keith and Shanti kicked us out. But it was a great time playing with those guys. And uh, we'll probably play more games with them. Uh, they were really great. I mean, they said they don't know 7th edition that well, but uh, they played really smartly and they were doing a great job of encircling my Tau and slow, slowly whittling them down. You can't really hurt. I find out you can't really hurt an Achilles uh, Land Raider. Armor value is way too high. You're not laughing at my joke because you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> You're not looking at me. Well, I'm like thinking Achilles heel, Achilles Land Raider. So I'm surprised there's yeah. not a way to Achilles get the in hero. there. Achilles the hero. Yeah. 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 But he's known for being the flawed hero. I think that's definitively his thing. This Land Raider had no flaws. It had no flaws. It was, it was ar Man. armor 14 all the way around. It yeah. was way too hard to kill. Yeah, I would think if the Tau can't find a flaw, then. Yeah, well, I didn't bring my Storm Surge. Um, I wanted to, quote unquote, you know, have a friendly game. <laughs> so I, I I decided to not bring my Storm Surge and it, it ended up 
um, hurting me because they brought all their tough, you know, Ryan brought a fly, flying hive tyrant and George brought an Achilles land raider. So I paid the price. Yeah. Last time you'll be the nice guy. Yeah, that's right. No more <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy in Warhammer. Okay, let's take let's take a little break. And when we come back, um, we're going to talk about uh, Rain's first experience with Warhammer when we return. And we're back. Okay, Rain, overall impression, Warhammer. Fun, yes or no? Fun, totally fun, yes. Oh, really, more, like more fun than you thought it was going to be? Oh, yeah. I thought, um, I think I watched both of you looking through the rule books and kind of constantly bickering, and I was under the <laughs> assumption that this would True. not be something that I would enjoy, especially as, you know, it's mostly reading through rules, trying to find what you're trying to find. But no, I thought it was actually really great. Um, I don't know if that's because Kill Team has less rules was part of that for me, does it? Uh, no, not no. really. I think the game is shorter because uh-huh. it's a skirmish based game and you have less models to begin with. Yeah. So, uh, but you're still playing a full, like you're playing with most of the rules from Warhammer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I guess when you're actually actively doing it, it's not that bad at all. I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about your choice for your, your team. Who'd you pick? I picked the Skitari. Okay. Why'd you pick them? An unusual choice. Um, well, I actually thought that Skitari and Adeptus Mechanicus, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yep. I actually thought that they were the same thing. They're related. Yeah. They're yeah. they're both something else Mechanicus. Well, they they both are basically worshippers of the Omniscia. They believe okay. in the machine gun. They come from Mars. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, all right. So that was part of it. Um, part of it was that I knew their name, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. And then... I wanted to try and not go in with the most basic army. So mm-hmm. George had told me that stormtroopers, I think, really. Space, space Marines. Space, sorry, stormtroopers. <laughs> Bringing in the Star Wars now. It's all nerd. So <laughs> um, it's all nerd good. Yeah, so I had wanted to not go with the easiest choice, I guess. So I know you picked a hard one. I even, I, I even, I didn't discourage you, but I, I did mention that Skitari had their own extra set of rules. The you know, Skitari doctrine, um, which added a little more complication. Yeah. And well, part of it was also that I know George is very familiar with this army as opposed to, I was a little reluctant to pick, say, Tau because you just started playing them. So I didn't know if that would make it more confusing for both of us. And I think Skitari is a little little easier to play in Kill Team than Tau. Tau's not Mm -hmm. so tough. Good shooting, but... Yeah, so it turned out to be... um, a lot to remember. I probably would not have played a fantastic game if you weren't reminding me of things every so often. But I, it wasn't the hardest thing in the world either. And it, I really enjoyed it. So. You have an excellent memory. So we went over basically what each of the units could do. And you remembered what they did uh, throughout the game, including the special rules, um, which was key uh, mm-hmm. in all of it. And you also, as it turned out, have a very tactical mind. <laughs> Okay, well, the, the mission we were playing was uh, mission number six in Kill Team. It's called Supply Drop. And you set out six objective markers on the board. Uh, you When you get to one inch within one inch of the objective marker, you roll a die. And if it's a six, that's, that's the main objective. Um, but if it's not a six, it's a one through five, then you just take it away because it's not the main objective. Both armies are trying to secure that one supply drop. 
um, the one that roll, you roll a six on. The first one to roll the six becomes the objective uh, for both armies. And so I actually deployed first and had the first turn, um, and, and it also, turned you out also I was... won, You also won the roll for determining sides. Yes, yeah. and so the side that I went to, um, I was able to immediately secure, I think, three objectives? Yes. Or were, two and was very close to one, something along those lines. You, you deployed by basically deploying right next to three objectives. So you right away give you three three chances to find the main objective, right? Yes. Yeah. And the Omnisaya was on your side. It was. <laughs> uh, it was not the first objective. It was not the second objective, but it was indeed the third objective. Right. So in turn one, you're holding the supply drop. You're holding the main I'm objective. holding the supply drop. Right. It's actually the... The objective that was furthest away from George's army also. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's so a you took um, a unit of Vanguard with the radium carbines. I did. I did the uh, cancer guns, yeah. as I like to call them. 18-inch <laughs> assault three guns that are strength three, um, and they had rad poisoning. So mm -hmm. on, a, on a roll of six on the wound, they do two wounds. Yes, which happened uh, once in the game. It happened once in the game. Yeah. It, and it, it was it, very, it's it good it that key. it happened. It was very yeah. key when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other, you took another unit, you took a unit of rangers. Yes. And they had um, galvanized guns? They had uh, the galvanic rifles. Galvanic rifles. Those are strength for 30 inch rapid fire guns. Mm -hmm. With um, two of them being snipers. Yeah. You had uh, two of them were the transonic arquebuses, <laughs> strength for sniper weapons. Yeah, and so they, they had the sniper special rule with armor bane, but we didn't have any vehicles, so that didn't come into play. Mm -hmm. And then you took three different specialties for your team. Yes, um, I had three of my guys deployed later. Oh, yeah, your your um, warlord uh, trait allowed three of your units to outflank. Yes, outflank. Um, and then... You had mastercrafted. Mastercraft for one of, for one of my snipers. Um preferred enemy for, for one of my snipers yep or the other sniper mm -hmm. um and i had feel no pain for one of the i do not remember the name of the group i think it was one of the vanguard yeah one of the guys with the cancer guns yeah um he ended up <laughs> never using his feel no pain but i'm right. glad it was there yeah yeah of course you didn't have to use it because i shot so poorly <laughs> <laughs> true very true so i i took um i took i played iron hands i wanted to play the space marine so she had a um an experience playing the ubiquitous space marine army i took iron hands and i took a unit of space marines all with bolters uh with one guy with a missile launcher and then i had a unit of assault marines and they just all had um, pistols and chainswords and that got me to 200 points. Yeah. So, so that's it. So in, in kill team, it's, it's, it's very skirmish based. You have 200 points. You can take zero to two troops, uh, zero to one elites and zero to one fast attack, but you only have 200 points to, uh, to do it. So you take your units from your faction and no, no more than three, three wounds a model, uh, no armor more than 33 points. It's at least four units have to be non-vehicles. Uh, so no HQ choices, no heavy choices. So it really is, you know, skirmish troops fighting troops. Yeah. All right. So obviously in your turn, you found the main objective. Yeah. Not only I, that, I had a great first turn. You did have a great first yeah. turn because you ended up killing two of my Marines. Yes. So I, I killed your, um, someone who had feel no pain, I believe. Yeah. So my, yeah, my three specialties, um, were feel no pain. 
one one of my assault marines had rending, and another one of my assault marines, oh, another one of my marines had um, mastercrafted. Yeah, my missile launcher guy had yeah, a mastercrafted so, missile launcher. And I killed him the first turn also? No, you killed him in the second or third oh, turn. Oh, no, he, he was around for a couple of turns. Got it. Right. I think he was, yeah, you killed him off in turn two. In turn okay. one, you killed two of my marines. I did. Right. So did. it was a very bad start. Yeah. For the space um, and we had very fortuitous landscape pieces for me. I was able to get in a lot of windows. I had great long range guns. So um, I think just about all of my guys were undercover. Yeah. You deployed brilliantly. You set up your snipers in high vantage points, um, but also in cover. Um, so they had a full view of the battlefield and they could basically pick off anybody, took advantage of windows. Um, you knew how far to run people so that they actually, you know, ended up in cover at the end of their movement phase. It was, uh, I mean, you play like a veteran player. <laughs> you, yeah, I don't, is it because you watch Alec and I play all the time or is it like, you like, oh, this makes logical sense. I'll play it this way. It's because I'm secretly a military advisor <laughs> to the CIA, actually. <laughs> right, right. Well, President Trump will need your services. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, then I'll be switching over to MI6. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or New Zealand. So, um, all right. So turn one went well for you. Um, it went very well for turn me. Turn one did not go so well for me. I, I moved on my right flank. I moved up my assault Marines a bit. Um, and then on my left flank, I moved up um, my tactical Marines who shot, like three of them shot at um, one Skatari Vanguard and couldn't bring him down. With rapid fire weapons. He lived through the entire game, actually. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I just could not bring him down. You kept on making your your four up, uh, you know, armor save. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was terrible. So things got worse for me for a while, right? They did. They did. Right. Um, I kept moving up my my attack marines, and my warlord was among them. And you just kept. He was bald. Yeah. So um, he he was baldy. What's his name? Yes, you call them. And I believe my warlord was a skeleton hand. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like Terminator hand. Yeah, like a a Terminator claw. So I realized I could either I could remember the rules or I could remember what things were actually called, and so I decided to remember the rules this time around. And and we'll work on naming systems. Okay, that you know what you made the right choice. (laughs) That's the way to go. Uh, You were determined to kill my warlord. Yeah, that's a, that's a point. That's a point. <laughs> okay, so you learned the lesson well, and that is don't try to table the other person. Uh-huh. Play the mission. Though right? incidentally. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> Are you serious? You're going to bring that up now. I am. <laughs> so um, let's just say that by turn four, the tables had turned. All I had left were three assault marines, but they managed to get into her deployment zone they took over the relic. They killed the, the Skitari uh, vanguard who was watching it. They took over the relic and they killed her warlord. And I was winning like five to one at that point. Yeah. Until though you had taken, I believe, three leadership tests at that point. Right. My, if you re, if you reduce the and kill team, if you reduce the army below fifty percent, then you got to start taking leadership tests. It's called the break test. Every single model has to take a leadership test. And uh, I started failing. I failed a couple earlier in the game because she had just kind of decimated my my Marines. But I, I I made them when I needed to. You did right. They're Space Marines, so they got to re-roll their uh-huh. leadership tests because they have and they shall have no fear. Yeah. Right. But 
Turn five comes around. I was getting really nervous uh, because we had seen earlier in the game that I was horrible in melee. Yes, my yeah, I had yeah. assaulted. Uh, I assaulted two of your um, three, three. Oh no, three of your Skatari with a single Space Marine. Right, had assaulted a single assault Marine, and um, mm-hmm. and he pretty much took him out. Yeah, all three of them. Right. Um. So I was pretty nervous about you edging closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I made a tactical decision that that I should not have made. You I stood decided- right in front of the windows. <laughs> for one thing <laughs> waving at the snipers <laughs> i'm over here hey guys yeah <laughs> I, I think you should I'm have tried to armor. um i think you should have tried to just like stay that one out and then sneak up to the objective at the last minute it may have been yeah well what i really should have done is i should have um basically assaulted um one of your skatari that was near the objective mm-hmm. and then that way it would have prevented you from shooting me and i probably would have taken out another Skatari Ranger, right? Very true. Instead, I, I chose to s- just stay by the objective, which happened to be right next to a giant window, uh-huh. and it allowed all your snipers. All was, seven, all, all seven <laughs> of my in the final figures term. were in range. And shooting at me. And, yeah, able to see you. Yeah, so. and your radium carbines are are three shots, and mm-hmm. um, your snipers obviously had one, you know, shot each. But yeah. some of them were, some of them had uh, rapid fire, so. That's true, yeah. Ugh. Several had rapid fire at that point. Most had rapid fire. Right. So, uh, needless to say, you already revealed it. Rain, who's never played Warhammer before, tabled me in her first game of Warhammer. I tabled you. I, in the end, was in possession of the objective. Yes. I did not have to take a single leadership test. You got Slay the Warlord. I killed your Warlord, and, and I was in your deployment zone. So you got Linebreaker as well. Yes. So you got three points for the objective, one point for Slay the Warlord, and another point for Linebreaker, but it mattered not because you tabled me. <laughs> <laughs> you killed off all my iron hands. Wow, so what a what a what a great start to your Warhammer career. <laughs> <laughs> this guitar. This guitar were really fun to play. Okay, so I think they some were, of the, yeah. Some of the you use the the uh Skitari, uh doctrina imperatives. The doctrine was advantage. really helpful. Um right. I went ahead and got pretty risky with it. So in the first turn, I believe, mm-hmm. I used the um plus three, minus two, plus yep. three ballast plus three ballistic ballistic skills minus minus two two weapon skill yeah because you knew that it wasn't going to be close enough to engage in melee exactly right so so that basically increased your ballistic skill from four to seven Mm -hmm. so you had a a you it needed a two to hit and then you could re-roll that and if you miss on a two you could re-roll and hit on a five but you were hitting those twos left and right yep that's what that's what did most of the damage in that yeah. first turn is that you just you know you, all you needed was a two to hit right exactly and I just went um I guess backwards up the doctrine throughout the game pretty much right you went plus three ballistic skill minus two weapon skill the first turn and then the second turn you went plus two ballistic skill minus one weapon skill yeah which did hurt me one. in the melee admittedly yep yep you were a little uh, yeah it helped me to kill. Um, Those three skatari, yeah, right. But well played because you use the doctrines, and that gives them a tactical advantage because you know they're not that tough; they're toughness three. Yeah, right. But playing them that way, using their doctrines to full effect, did a great job. Way to fire can can kill space marines, and you definitely did that. 
Yes, yes. Um, though they were incredibly tough, and lucky rolling was definitely part of it. I yeah. ma- I made a lot of saves. Yeah, was, you was, did make I, a lot of saves. Well, I was getting shot at left and right. right? Uh-huh. And the the uh, those radium carbines that are assault three guns. That's a three shots every single time one yeah. of those guitars shot at me. Uh, I, that's just a lot of dice coming in my way. Yeah. There's only so many saves I can make before I start rolling those ones and twos. Yep, and you eventually broke down and started rolling those at the end. Which... I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well played. Congratulations. That was a thank you. That was uh, well played. Do you want to play uh, Kill Team again? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, what army do you want to go for next time? You can you can say Skatari again, or or no, I did enjoy playing Skatari, so I do plan to play them again. Yeah, yeah, I would like to kind of go through all of them. I think I'm a very visual person, so mm-hmm. honestly, I love the way that your Tau army is planted. Mm-hmm. So I do want to p- play Tau pretty much solely based on that, and that I know their um heavy fire. Y'all have been talking about that a lot. So the same way that my heavy fire helped with Skatari, it might be nice with Tau. Uh, it could, yeah. Tau's, uh, they're the fire warriors have a 30 inch strength five gun with mm-hmm. rapid fire. So, again, that's going to be, you know, a lot of shots yeah. heading my way. Okay. Maybe I'll play the Necrons. I think I have to, um, get a tougher faction this time to play you. Sounds like a plan. All right. Sounds like and, a plan. And, you know, maybe I could commission you to paint my non existent Eldar army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the backstory there is that about a year and a half ago, maybe two, two, two years, years ago, at this point, yeah. <laughs> two years ago, I got you a box of um, Eldar. Mm-hmm. Very even, beautiful Eldar. What what were they? Knights uh, or something? Well, um, no. They Ra- look Wraith exactly Guard, like the Wraith Knights, but they're, tiny. Wraith Guard. Okay. They're yeah. called Wraith Guard. Yeah. And, um, and you built one. Almost one. He's missing an arm. Maybe the arm fell off. No, he never got his final he army never got done. His final okay. Yeah, um, I I like to. What I realized was I like to paint one part at a time mm-hmm. rather than do what George does and try to stick my brush in impossible places. As, as I said earlier, it it is too similar to um, my day job, and so yeah, I very quickly realized that it, I wasn't really enjoying it in the way that I should be. Mm-hmm. So so Eldar. three quarters of an Eldar was built. Yeah, he's, he's on my desk. <laughs> Waiting, he is. <laughs> waiting to be finished. He haunts me. <laughs> Two <every> years. <laughs> Two years. Hurry up and paint me. Right. Yeah. I've painted entire armies around him. You have. <laughs> you have painted, I believe, well, four entire Well, when you say armies. go on Eldar, we'll start getting into It's the only yeah. army. It's only like the, it's the only major army we don't have. Wow. Really? Right? Yeah. Orcs. You don't have orcs. Yeah, but no one plays orcs. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I know a lot of you play orcs. No, I um, I had immediately picked the Eldar based solely on aesthetic value. Um, they're gorgeous, gorgeous models. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, despite never actually having played them and again, only having built that three quarters of a model, I do have an emotional connection with the Eldar. So I'm very pleased to hear about their recent wins at tournaments. Yeah. And that the Robin LBL. Williams played Eldar, supposedly. Right. Um, right. And so I know George and Alec think that is from unfair unbalancing, but I just like to think that the Eldar are superior and y'all need to learn to fight better. I'm happy to bring my Tau <laughs> take on Eldar list. I've actually have never played against the Eldar. Tyranids. That's the other major army. You don't have Tyranids. I don't have, that's true. I don't Sorry, have Tyranids. backtracking. Right, right. Yeah, and I recently played Tyranids and I got my butt kicked. Um, I do want to play Eldar, though. Um, yeah. and try it. Uh, Arthur, who 
Alec and I played against the other day. My Tau and his and Alex Necrons versus Arthur's um, Imperial Guard. We we kind of crushed him. <laughs> You've been his elder before, I believe, too. The first time he brought mm -hmm. his race knight. Okay, so I've only played them when they've come in as allies. I've never played oh, an entire okay, okay. like Eldar army, and so a lot of the cheesiness that um, people accuse the Eldar of, of having being overpowered uh -huh. mm -hmm. come really with with having certain formations and then yeah. like spamming certain units like you know uh, scat bikes and now wraith mm -hmm. spiders the you know, I don't even know what they do. Well, yeah, I, I would attribute some They're of the, the cheesiness hotness. to uh, the fact that they are space elves. Yeah, I think there's a <laughs> right. certain level of inherent. magical space elves. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, arrogant space elves. Uh, well, they're, no, they have great rules. And uh, clearly they, they came in one and two at the Las Vegas Open. And uh, there were tons of um, elder armies there, apparently. Probably the mm -hmm. most played army. Well, I think I, I'll just like I chose them for aesthetic reasons. I think likely a lot of people do. Because when you start out, you don't know that much. You, well, that's so, the way you and should you pick, what pick you your army. Feel. Yeah, yeah. It, you should... Pick the army when you're starting out in, in Warhammer, the one that you're just sort of aesthetically drawn to. Yeah. Because you're going to be staring at that army <laughs> for hours as you paint it and then play so it. True. So you got to love it. You should never pick an army based on how you think it's doing in the meta at the moment mm -hmm. because that's going to change in time. Yeah. And you want to have that connection to it. Like George has ended up with, like you said, just about every army. Mm -hmm. So you're able to just kind of go between them. But when... A lot of people only play one or two, right? Most people play one or two. Yeah, armies. so you yeah. wanna you wanna have that connection with I'm your fickle. army. I'm <laughs> fickle. I'm fickle. <laughs> no, you paint really fast, um, and you're addicted. Yeah, I'm addicted. addicted. Is, is is the answer? <laughs> what? I'm done with an army. Bring on another army. Exactly. Let me try. Let me take on a whole new hobby. <laughs> a whole new hobby project. Actually, about a year ago, I, I started asking if he was going to start painting for other people because I didn't think he would start. I think at that point it was probably a third army. <laughs> and now here we are. Yeah. I, I every Listeners to this podcast know that we have a lot of armies here. Space Marines, Necrons, Chaos. Cow, uh, Chaos Space Marines, Corn Demonkin, and uh, In Inquisition. Skitari. Skitari. Cult Mechanicus. One box of Eldar. <laughs> <laughs> and one, one box of Eldar. And if you count Space Hulk, I've got some, some Tyranids. Yeah. But those remain unpainted. And you, yeah, you still haven't painted Space Hulk. What's holding you I back there? Built, um, I built uh, all the other armies that I've <laughs> built and painted, the Fair. ones I just mentioned. You, um, I don't know. I think I got Space Hulk thinking I'd play the game. Um, but I frankly would rather play like regular 40K than... Then Space Hulk. I, I really should play Space Hulk. Uh, you know what really is? It, it is. I downloaded the Space Hulk app. Uh huh. And I was playing it for a while on my iPad. It was boring. Oh no. It was like super boring. I, it was a turn-based game where mm -hmm. you moved your Terminators a few squares. Yeah. And you put them in Overwatch, and you were trying to get either out of a certain place on the Space Hulk. Or we just certain objective, yeah. And then out from the sides would come Tyranids, and they attack you. <laughs> and it just boring. It was boring. Yeah. It was like a like a poor man's version of XCOM. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a good way to teach kids Warhammer, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, well, a lot of people got into Warhammer because I mean, before the whole Dawn of War video game series, a lot of people first sort of encountered Warhammer because of the board games like uh -huh. like Space Hulk, and and then some of the other specialized games like Necromunda and stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which you also, uh, yeah, you played it right a Never couple of weeks it. ago with Jonathan Hartman. We played um, a the a, a variant of it called Inquisimunda, but it's it's Necromunda rules. Basically, a gang uh, a gang in the Underhive fights another gang in the Underhive. Got it. Yeah, and it uses pretty much similar rules to Warhammer 40k, but you know there's you know differences where it, it is its own game. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed your experience playing Kill Team, and I'm looking forward to basically getting my revenge. Oh no, now I'm a little scared. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it, it's it's fun. It's all fun and games. I love yeah. I love the skirmish aspect of of uh, Kill Team, and everything counts a little bit more because they were like dice rolls where you're, it's like the pressure's on, and you don't know whether your guy's gonna survive. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there were there were a few like please God Moments. thrown in there. Yeah. I know, and a good gaming experience should give you some of those, like absolutely, yeah. right? And that's and and you were totally into it. I mm-hmm. mean, you weren't just like going through it; you were like no, <laughs> fully committed, like you know, absolutely trying to win, and like you cared about what happened to your guitar. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, if you have anyone in your life who you want to introduce to Warhammer, I think Kill Team is a really great way to do that. Some things I wish I had done. I wish I'd made a cheat sheet. George said we didn't need to write anything down, and I think that probably works for him, but. Next time, I'm probably going to make myself a little cheat sheet. Good idea. For steps to go through. And that's probably it, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. I had a great time. Um, I think it's a nice length of gameplay. It was a little overwhelming to hear everything at first. And I was definitely zoning out a little bit when you were going through all of the extra abilities that my people could have. All the specialist abilities. Yeah. (laughs) There's definitely some that I missed in that list. Um, It was a lot. But other than that, it felt really balanced, really fun. I liked getting to pick, specialize my army. Yeah, that makes it more personal. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't feel like yeah. you're just playing with generic, you know, space army. Yeah, I actually, I'd asked you to pick everything out for me at first, and you were like, "No, you're gonna do this," and I'm glad. I'm glad you. Right, we went over the rules, rules yeah. and then you picked the specialties you thought were most appropriate for this guitar, and it turns out you picked up really good ones. Turns out <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, I look forward to facing you again on the uh, the field of honor. Sounds like a plan. All right, great. Okay, on that note, um, we're going to end episode 14. I want to thank you for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can always send us an email at theeyeofterrorpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, so please visit us on our Facebook page. Until then, I'm George. And I'm Rain. And we play 40K. See you soon. Sneaky. Sneaky.